0: Welcome to 100 Stories of Hope. I'm your host, Anne Buckland, and I'm here today with a very special guest, garden guru, Mark Lane. Um, Mark, how are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you, Anne. How are you? (laughs) I love the name. It's good.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's brilliant. It encompasses so much. Um, Now, Mark, in the last episode, we talked about things that can help with hope. What does hope look like to you?
1: Ooh, what does hope look like? That's that's interesting, that, because I mean, obviously, obviously I knew I was coming to do this, and I was trying to also think to myself, because obviously I think about, I'm visual, I'm always about the visual, so when I'm talking about garden design or plants, it's always about the visual. So I was trying to think about what does hope symbolise in a colour to me, and... I would say that it was probably something like a yellow or an orange, because again, going back to a sort of bulb analogy, um, you know, you've got the daffodils coming up and therefore that bright yellowness and that freshness. So I think, you know, from a colour point of view, it's hope is that. I would say that for me, hope it's not one thing. I think it can be many things. And um, it really depends on. Who you are and what 's going on in your life at that particular moment in time, but I would say for me, hope is knowing that i 've got you know roof over my head i 've got a loving partner i 've got my my mum still around, bless her, and my brother and my nieces and they 're all around so it 's about sort of surrounding myself with family and friends and knowing that they 're going to be there whenever I need them, and I suppose from a From a work point of view is really not it's about getting that sort of work life ratio right and for me that's that was a be a really big thing that I wanted to get right. And, you know, I I love everything that I do. It doesn't matter what, even if I am busy, I love everything I do. And for me, that's hope because, you know, I know that there's going to be another project or I know there's going to be another program or I know there's going to be something else. Um, and it's, it's sort of not always thinking, woe is me, but just sort of trying to see a bigger picture. And if you can see a bigger picture, then that for me is real hope.
0: That's nice. So it's been able to put it in a bit of perspective as well, and mm. and I like your colour. No, no one's thought about colours of hope before. That's it's interesting, yeah.
1: isn't it? I know. Yeah. I, I mean, I also thought purple, and I don't know why purple came into my head, but it's yeah. For me, it's that sort of yellowy orange colour, and I think it's because it's warm and fresh.
0: Yep, that makes sense. Um, so, can you think of a story that um, that's maybe from your own life or that you've heard that for you encapsulates hope?
1: Yeah, my um, my father, uh, who we lost, uh, gosh, it must be his tears actually. It's thirteen years ago now. Um, he uh, was a diabetic, and he was living awful. He never went to the doctor. He always said, "Oh no, I'm absolutely fine. I don't need to go to the doctor." And then he started getting problems in his foot and real pain. And my mother sort of pushed him and pushed him to go. And he did go, and they said, Oh, you've got a little bit of an infection, don't worry. Um, here's some cream and here's some steroids, et cetera. And he sort of got a little bit better. And then, unfortunately, um, literally, he went into hospital. We took him to hospital because he was in such pain. And he got uh, gangrene and then basically poisoned throughout the whole of his system. And we thought he was just going to you know, go in, get better, come out. And of course, he never came out again. But the hope side of it is is was that um, my my father wasn't a religious man. Um, he uh, was very quiet, and uh, he always said that uh, when he died, he just wanted to be with my mum eventually, um, and he wanted that to be in a beautiful place. And we with my mother sort of denard where that might be and when i grew up uh we used to overlook the south downs and we used to always go for long walks etc., across the south downs so we thought possibly you know and um he was created and we thought maybe we would take some of the ashes there but actually it ended up that we decided that we wanted him in the garden and uh it it was a strange feeling, first of all, thinking about that because I was thinking to myself, do I, do I want to know that my father is in the ground or is, is here in the garden? But actually, uh, when we um, got permission to actually do that, um, that was real hope because it I could see that it sort of took all the stresses away from my mother. Um, she has now written into her will that she wants to be put in exactly the same spot which is lovely um and i we know that this place that where we where we live now is going to be our home for the rest of our lives so we know they're going to be with us for the rest of our lives and who knows maybe i'll end up there as well um but i think it was it's being able to then sort of include my father in the garden it's strange because every time i'm in that area i always talk to him um and it's it's obviously it's not like hoping he's going to come back but it's that whole idea that i can still go there and i can still have a chat with him um and you know i'm sure sometimes he's he's there overlooking you know looking over my shoulder and telling me not to plant something like that or do this do something like this um but it's just a lovely it was a lovely it was just a lovely way to commemorate his life and we had a small ceremony here um, and uh, my mother wanted us to read out a particular poem that we read out and it was actually I would, sp- I would suppose it was more uplifting than the ceremony for the cremation and even though it was about a celebration of life um obviously you know funerals cremations are can be sad and are sad places um so we wanted something that was a bit more upbeat and it yeah it just it it suddenly made i suppose it suddenly made the idea of my dad's death a lot easier and um it was more it was almost more accepting as well in a strange way because i knew he was there um, cause I know some people don't quite know what to do with say the ashes and they might just leave them in a wardrobe or might leave them in a cupboard or something. Um, but, uh, just knowing the fact that he is there and he's obviously been, you know, probably been washed into the soil now and he's been popping up into, in the flowers as they've been coming up as well. So, you know, that's, for me, that's hope.
0: So it's that's really interesting that's a very interesting perspective of hope because you've consciously created a space that you know can give you hope at all exactly. times. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it you know it's it's just a it's a lovely spot which is just under a lovely sort of ornamental cherry blossom um and uh, the flowers obviously come out every single year around it and it's strange yeah just always do I mean we've got an area even where we where we put our cats um and even just even when i'm down by there i always talk to them as well so i've sort of created these two little environments in the garden where i can just go if i'm feeling down sometimes i just go there only just have a chat with my dad
0: kind of re-centering space
1: yeah it really is
0: that's lovely thank you so much for sharing that mark that's amazing thank you